Hi there, and welcome to K-Pop for Old People. My name's Norm. My name's Ari. I'm an old person. And I am a fairly young person, I guess. And we like to talk about K-Pop. Yeah. So who are we going to talk about today? We're going to talk about Mamamoo. Mamamoo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know anything about Mamamoo. I don't know anything about most of these groups, but until you mentioned their name in our last episode, I don't think I had even heard that name before, so... I mean, maybe you've heard of, like, the members, but, like, not the group itself. No, I guess I will find out more in a moment, but before we dive into uh, Mamamoo, let's talk about some other stuff. Uh, Anything new with you? Not much, really. How about you? No, not especially, uh, you know, just kind of, it's fall, and uh, settling into that fall routine. It's also getting a lot colder. It is getting colder. Which, you know, is nice for a little while, and then it'll be bad for a long time, and then it'll get warm again. I have some reactions that I want to get to, but before I get to my reactions from listening to Kepler songs, I have some uh, information that I wanted to follow up on from last time. This is, uh, I guess, not something I usually do, but Mm. um, we'll call this, like, uh, things that I forgot from last (laughs) time. So... One thing that you mentioned last time is we talked about the movie's Kill Bill, mm-hmm. and you mentioned that there was a SZA song by mm-hmm. that name, and mm-hmm. you suspected that they were unrelated. I did the research. Turns out that the SZA song is, in fact, inspired by the movies. Well, yeah. I knew that, but I didn't really think that it was, like... There's a connection there, but not a direct connection. So yeah, I guess that's that what is I was what you were saying. Say. We mentioned last time... Uh, a Nine Inch Nails album that I enjoyed because it had sort of an alternate reality game that was associated with it. I didn't say what the name of that album was. The name of that album was Year Zero, for those who might be interested in looking up more information on that. Cool. And then finally, uh, I couldn't remember the name of the artist who did the Gem and the Holograms uh, comic book reboot, and I wanted to make sure that she got credit Sophie Campbell is Mm -hmm. the name of the artist. Also does other work for other comics properties and has a whole bunch of graphic novels that she did on her own. So Cool. Yeah, I I really like her work. Uh, Check it out. Anyway, I did listen to some Kepler songs. So as we do every episode. Uh, I like to give some reactions to some of the stuff that I listened to from last week's artist. I listened to four songs. Uh, The four songs I listened to were Up, Giddy, Wa Da Da, (laughs) and also Galileo. Yes. I don't have a whole lot to say about any of them, really. Like, I watched the videos, I listened to the songs multiple times. Your description of the group as being like sort of a bright, bubbly you know, really poppy group in kind of the same vein as like a twice, I I would say is a pretty accurate mm-hmm. description. Like the music seemed super duper polished, like really like glossy and, you know, they look good. They dance well, like everything is like firing on all cylinders. I don't know if it's my thing necessarily, but definitely the people involved in making it, the group, the company, whoever, like everybody definitely was at the top of their game because everything, you know, looks immaculate. Yeah. It sounds immaculate. I was hoping to get a little bit more insight um, lyrically, but 
I'm not sure that there's much insight to be had there. Yeah. Especially to the question of like the fact that they're called Kepler, the fact that they have a song named Galileo. Both of those people are historical astronomers. Is there any connection there? I don't think so. I think like almost certainly no, there's not. I feel like this group, in addition to some other groups, uh, when they're making songs, seems like they just find a cool word or a cool sounding phrase and then they just make a song out of it. It doesn't necessarily have to mean anything. Yeah. Like the Galileo specifically song, like I guess that's a person's name in the context of the song, but it doesn't really matter. It's just there because it's got a nice rhythmic, you know, sound to it. Yeah. Same thing with like wa da da. I, I don't think that that was supposed to mean anything necessarily. Yeah. I think it's just a fun thing to say yeah. in a chorus. Um, I was curious if maybe up exclamation point might have any connection to the Pixar movie. Probably not, no. I, I certainly don't think so. Yeah. I mean, that's basically my impression of Kepler, is just that they're just a, a well-crafted pop group, and uh, nothing really stands out to me other than that. I mean, the colors are bright. They had interesting hairstyles Yeah. in the videos. Okay. <laughs> like, oftentimes I need something that's just a little bit weird, to connect mm. with because I'm kind of a weird guy. Yeah. So um, they were very like down the middle and that's okay. Anyway, I guess that's about all I have to say about Kepler. So let's uh, move right on and talk about Mamamoo, was it? Yes. All right. <laughs> so uh, Mamamoo is a girl group with four members. The members from oldest to youngest are Solar, Moonbyul, Wien, and Hwasa. They don't have any foreign members they're all south koreans but there was a rumor that solar was actually from north korea and so that's mm. why there isn't any like pre-debut photos of her but like we've heard stories of people who were from north korea and like managed to get out i don't think that they would be able to because it's very difficult i guess yeah certainly I, i'm not an expert on that whole region but yeah uh, my understanding is certainly it's hard to get in and out of North Korea safely. Yeah. And there have been, like, instances of, like, K-pop groups uh, performing in North Korea. But, like, it's very rare. I would think so, too, because it seems like K-pop from South Korea is, like, so South Korean in the sense of, like, it's capitalist and, like, everything that goes against kind of the state philosophy of North Korea, which is like, everybody is, you know, it's communist and everybody has their place in society and nobody's supposed to stand out except for the leader, maybe. <laughs> it was very confusing what he just said. So South Korean. Well, yeah, like as opposed to North Korea. Yeah. Right? Um, but they debuted on June 18th, uh, 2014. So they're a pretty older group. Mm, yeah. With the song Mr. Ambiguous, I've never listened to it before, and I've never heard it before, or heard of it. Hmm, okay. That is an interesting title, though. Yeah. And uh, their most recent song from what I've written down, I don't believe that they've had any more recent ones, was um, Ilela, I believe it's pronounced? I don't know, because it's I-L-L-E-L-L-A, and it's Korean for, like, something's about to break, or something like that, along those lines. Okay. But that was released in, like, 2022. And all of the other Mamamoo songs have been, like, their solo 
ones from mm, okay. every person in the group. Um, so, like, I feel like quite a few people are kind of concerned that, like, maybe they're going to disband and go their separate ways soon. Because it's just taking them a long time to, like, get another song together. Yeah, it could be. Like, you said they debuted in 2014? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's almost 10 years. Yeah. Which is a good long run for most pop groups. Well, yeah, there's, like, the seven-year curse, I guess, where, like, every group disbands after seven years. Or, like, I'm pretty sure it's something about, like, the contracts usually last mm-hmm. seven years, but they can, like, re-sign or whatever. Sure. Or, like, re-debut, even. Um, but, yeah. And uh, speaking earlier, I was talking about their solo debuts, because they've each had their own uh, solo debuts and, like, songs and whatever. And uh, I've written down all of their, like, debut solo songs, and Hwasa is uh, Twit, uh, Huyin is Easy, Moonbyul is Selfish, and Solar is Spit It Out, which I haven't listened to any of them except for Twit, which is like an interesting name. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, Hwasa is kind of known for being much more different than like your average K-pop idol. Hmm. In what way? Um. Well, like, there's like the thing of she doesn't really fit into uh, Korean beauty standards because like she's more curvy, she's like has oh. tanner skin, and also she has like I guess, more quote-unquote vulgar lyrics and mm. stuff like that. Okay. Like, things that you wouldn't really expect from, like, your average K-pop girl group or something like that. Sure. Uh, like, for example, the song Twit. That's a, <laughs> that's a name you probably wouldn't hear. Mm-hmm. But I don't really think it's, like, that different, except for, like, the name part of it, about it. Um, but, like, there are other songs of hers, like, I'm a Bee, <laughs> <laughs> like, the letter and not... The Not creature. The, okay. And there's also like I Love My Body, which came out pretty recently. Mm-hmm. Um, which uh I'm a bee is supposed to be like I'm a bitch. Oh, okay. But they don't actually say it, they say like Korean bitch. Okay. <laughs> Which, it's not the actual translated word, it's like how they would write it in Korean translation. Or I see. Okay. Whatever. And so she's calling herself the B word. Well, I mean, that's a pretty... <laughs> It's not unusual, especially in pop music, especially in the context of like feminist reclamation of what, you know, were previously slurs or whatever you want to call it. Uh, There was a fairly big hit in the 90s by Meredith Brooks called Bitch, in which she was referring to herself as a bitch, but she was referring to herself as a lot of other, you know, feminine stereotypes as well. So it's like, yeah kind of an I'm every woman sort of thing. Yeah. And uh, with her song, I love uh, Hwasa's song, I Love My Body, like just the title alone can like give you an idea of kind of what it's about. Because mm-hmm. like the K-pop industry and whatever is like very focused on like body type and like their visuals and stuff like that. Sure. And so like if she just comes out saying I love my body as like a person who doesn't really fit into the uh, Korean beauty standards. And also it's just like talking about loving yourself for like who you are and stuff like that which um is a really important thing absolutely yeah and we're seeing i think more of that in american pop music you know like lizzo as an example Mm -hmm. but it seems like with k-pop things being so tightly controlled by companies and and the image being such an important part of it that it's nice to see that that is breaking through uh by certain individuals at least yeah more things about, like, Hwasa that wouldn't really fit into, like, the K-pop stereotypes, I guess. Yeah. Would be, like, she's, like, kind of a big influence for, like, like fashion. 
and like attitude, I guess. So she's got a big personality that yeah that people connect with. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I think there are different ways to break through and connect with an audience. And sometimes that's being exceptionally talented in one way or another, which I, I don't know that you could say like physical beauty is necessarily a talent, but it's something that you can use to get attention, right? Yeah. And another way you can get attention is through a strong personality and, and a strong voice and uh, having an exceptional voice or an exceptional talent for dancing or an exceptional sense of fashion or, you know, there's lots of ways that people can connect. But for me, it always works best when it seems like authentic, mm, yeah, genuine. Um, I haven't really listened to any of Huyen or Moonbyul's music because I have listened to like one or two solar solo songs. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but like mostly I would listen to like Hwasa, but I only really listen to like four of her songs. Okay. So like I do listen to their songs like, um, I don't know, hip, other Mamamoo songs. How do you spell Mamamoo? M-A-M-A-M-O-O. Oh, two words? No, one word. One word. Just Mama Moo, like a cow. Like a cow. I guess. Which, um... Is kind of funny because their fan group is Moo Moo, like M O O M O O, and their like hater group is Quack Quack, like <laughs> like a duck. Because ducks are the natural enemies of cows. They are, uh, or maybe not. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like farmers would be because cow is a pretty common food product. Yeah, I am guessing that they are not cow themed, but do they have a particular concept? I feel like Hwasa has kind of a like, girl crush or female empowerment, I guess, yeah. um, concept, though. Their company is RBW Entertainment, okay. which I don't remember what that's supposed to stand for. Because the first thing I think of would be red, white, and blue, but that's not the right order or the right thing, because that's American. <laughs> Even though the South Korean flag has red, white, and blue on it. That's true. So does the North Korean flag. A lot of flags have red, white, and or blue. They are very common flag colors. Yeah. I feel like they're like different, like, com I'm completely off track, but like, I feel like there are different like relationships between K-pop groups because there's like co-workers, family, and like good friends, I guess. Because mm -hmm. I feel like Mamamoo would be more of like a family type thing. And like, like the members are yeah, closer than yeah. just... But like with Ive, that we're probably going to do later, I feel like a lot of people think... I don't know, I feel like they'd be more co-workers than friends because, mm -hmm. I don't know, they just don't really seem like they would work together off camera. But, like, on camera, they kind of have to. Yeah. And then there's, like, other groups that, like, look like they're super close together on camera, but they probably aren't. But that's off camera, and they don't want to show that. Yeah, I'm sure that there are people whose job it is to make sure that everything that you see about the group is exactly what they want you to see. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure there's like something about some behavioral specialist or whatever was examining Itzy and like determined that like they don't really have good chemistry off camera. Hmm. Which I don't know. I sort of believe that, but I don't really care too much. Well, I mean, people deserve their privacy too. Yeah. It is strange because it's literally their job to be public figures. Like that's kind of what they 
signed up for, but yeah. also you don't always, when you're signing up, especially at a young age, know exactly what you're getting yourself into. And uh, I would not want every single detail of my life to be scrutinized. I, I personally like to have a little bit of privacy. Yeah. For example, with like members not getting along together very well, I can't remember who it was exactly, but there was a member of a group who was like, bullying another member for like quite a long time i guess but then they got kicked out because of that mm -hmm. and so like if i was the member getting bullied i probably would have spoken up about that a lot earlier yeah but like i don't know i'm not in the k-pop industry i wouldn't know how, what it would be like because yeah. i only see what they want me to see well i also know that being a person who's been in a number of bands i've always been friends with the people that I've been in bands with, but at the same time, that doesn't mean I want to hang out with them every moment of every day. Yeah. On the other hand, I also am a person who's worked for a long time in a regular job type way. And uh, while I generally get along with the people that I work with, like you don't necessarily get to pick all the people that you work with. Yeah. And so there will be conflicts sometimes mm -hmm. or disagreements or whatever. I remembered hearing an episode of This American Life, the podcast, where they spoke to the musicians who played in the pit band for, I believe it was Phantom of the Opera for mm. as long as that was on Broadway. And so they played the same songs pretty much every day for decades with yeah. the same people. And uh, I must have gotten tired real quick. I think, mm. yeah, they were probably pretty bored with playing that music. And, like, there were people that they liked that they played with, and there were people that they didn't like that they played with. But it was their job, so they just did it. I mean, that's what they had to do. That's what they signed up for and what they were getting paid for. At least I hope they're getting paid. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean... kind of have to, though. It's funny because music is such an important part of my life and a lot of people's lives, but also, like, it can just be a job, too, that you, like, just do the work to get paid. Yeah. It's hard to get to that level where you can do that as your income, but once you do, that becomes a job. Yeah. So Mamamoo, you said they don't necessarily have like a specific concept. Some of the solo stuff has a little bit more of a specific angle from each artist, but like as a group, are they on the more serious side or on the on the more like fun side? Like do you have any examples of what makes them stand out as a group? A uh, fun little mistake was there was this like music show festival or whatever that Mamamoo was going to and um, there was like a miscommunication or something and the theme was like wintery stuff but they came in Teletubby costumes <laughs> and so it was funny seeing like people in all these like wintery things and then Mamamoo walks in with their Teletubby costumes on. Okay. <laughs> but yeah. They're kind of a somewhat unserious group, I guess. Another thing about Mamamoo is, like, they're kind of known for being short. <laughs> Wait, back up, though. Like, what? why Teletubbies? I don't know. I wonder how it felt for them to, like, fully commit to that. Yeah, that's a good question. Like, whose idea it was and, like, who had to convince who to get on board. yeah. Like, I'm all for showing up in Teletubby costumes or whatever crazy stuff just to, like, shake things up. But you do sometimes have to convince people to get on board. <laughs> so you said that they were short. Yes. I wouldn't really say that they're, like, short, short. I feel like that's more slightly average. Mm, yeah. 
I guess South Korea doesn't really have like very tall people, and that's why, uh, for example, Subin from TXT is six foot one, and mm. he's like super tall in like the Korean eyes, I guess. Yeah. But like six foot one here would be like average. I don't know. It's taller than me. Yeah. I'm generally considered a fairly tall person. Yeah. Of course. But like, there's like sixteen year olds who are like six foot five. Yeah. There's probably a greater range of heights. In America, because there's a greater range of diversity. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know what the average Korean height is, but also it's interesting to me because, like, in a group like that, especially a group where they're going to be doing like choreography together and everything, you kind of do probably want people to be about the same height mm. so that it looks uniform and so that like all the moves kind of flow at the same rate you know what i mean i mean i guess but like i don't really think height matters as much as like other things that some people will focus on like weight or their faces or something like that or plastic surgery even which yeah. like, i don't really think any of that matters <laughs> no i mean it shouldn't matter from an artistic perspective but yeah. i think like in the same way that like if you're casting a movie you want somebody who or, like a movie about a specific person yeah like if you want to cast a movie about like a real life story you want the actors to kind of look like the people who yeah. were in that real life story but also you want them to look good on a big movie screen so they need yeah. to be like actor attractive you know yeah and so like you hear stories of people auditioning for roles in movies and i imagine auditioning for a k-pop group is probably somewhat similar in this way of like you might be the best actor that auditioned but if you don't look like the person that you want in that role then it doesn't matter how good an actor you are because you gotta like look right and you know have chemistry with the other people in the movie and just like you probably have to have the right look and chemistry with the other people in the k-pop group i mean yeah that yeah that seems somewhat realistic i guess so let's talk songs what are your recommended Mamamoo songs. Uh, do you have anything written down? Uh, the only thing I wrote down was Twit. Not because it's a Mamamoo song. I did hear that it was a solo song, but I am curious about it, so I'm probably going to listen to that one. What else do you think is worth listening to? Um, Probably I Love My Body, because that one's a good song and also has like a nice message. Maybe Hip. Hip. Mm-hmm kind of pops yeah um also maybe however it's supposed to be pronounced ilela okay how do you spell that i l l e l l a okay yeah that is not a word i'm familiar with yeah me neither okay cool well that gives me some homework to do on mama moo mm-hmm. um who are we going to talk about next time i've i've you mm-hmm. mentioned them earlier. Uh, we'll look forward to learning about Ive next time. Yeah. I guess then we'll wrap it up for this week. Mm-hmm. Next week we will talk about Ive and I will have some reactions to some Mama Moo songs. Yep. Uh, until then, do all the usual things. Uh, send us an email at kpopforoldpeople at gmail.com. Can leave comments on the YouTube videos. I've seen some nice comments out there that yeah. had some uh, interesting insights to some of the Korean cultural stuff that maybe was a little bit foreign to us. So I appreciate that. Keep 
sending us those comments. Mm-hmm. Um, tell your friends. That's all I have for this week. But I guess I will just say uh, thanks to everybody for listening. And we'll talk to you next time. Annyeong. She's like kind of a big influence for like things. <laughs> what kind of things? Uh, like fashion. Oh. <laughs>